This video is sponsored by Ren. Hype. It's an abstract, ethereal thing that every developer wants for their game, yet it's also something that almost all developers who receive it wish they could shed. With it, you can almost guarantee that your game will sell well. It gives you a light at the end of the tunnel and provides constant comfort that even if your soul is crushed during the misery of crunch leading up to the game's launch, you'll have a fat bonus and a vacation at the end to make it all worthwhile. But it's not all upside. You see, one of the major negatives with regards to hype is that it can sometimes grow out of control. Your audience's expectations may grow out of touch with what's reasonably possible, and you may even find yourself lucky enough to have a dedicated YouTube channel or two which post multiple videos a week doing nothing but speculating on what your future title might present to players. I can't believe what I'm reading! It's three minutes! Fall for official trailer! Everyone go to YouTube now! Go, go, go! And that's a lot of pressure. And in almost every instance, it's close to impossible to live up to that hype. The game may still sell very, very well, even doing tens of millions of units, but player sentiment may generally be unimpressed because they had convinced themselves that this game was going to equate itself to the second coming of Gaming Jesus. One of the other downsides of hype is that it can lead to market domination. Now that's great for the sale of particular titles that are benefiting from that domination, but it's a huge negative for every other game that releases within the same time frame. This is why every developer and publisher tries to avoid launching their games in the same month as, for example, a Rockstar game, a major Sony IP, a Bethesda title, or any other game that's been hyped up for years on end. And let's be very clear, there is nothing shameful about delaying your game so that it releases in a month where it can stand on its own. It's simply a matter of giving players enough time to enjoy both games that they're excited for instead of trying to force them to pick one or the other, or, perhaps worse, rush through one so that they can finish it by the time they get to the second. And this brings us to the titular topic, the Horizon games. Games that were launched in the worst timeframes possible twice. And the more you look at it, the less Sony's choice makes sense. But before we delve into all of this, I want to say a thank you to our sponsor, Ren. No joke, Ren is one of the coolest companies and sponsors that I've worked with in the history of this YouTube channel, and I'm not just saying that. They are a public benefit company that launched in the summer of 2019 with a mission to unlock the collective action of individuals against the climate crisis that we're all facing together. It's really simple. All you have to do is head over to ren.co and fill out their quick and easy carbon footprint quiz. And they can tell you what your carbon footprint is based on your lifestyle and what you can do to offset it. They've got tons of carbon reduction projects that they run, which means it's never been easier to offset your carbon footprint and make a difference. Furthermore, they're incredibly transparent, so you can look up every single receipt for every dollar that they spend on these projects to know where your money is actually going. Every project that Ren sponsors has a monitoring plan to ensure it's having the impact that's intended, and they pride themselves on quantifying the difference that you are making with your contributions. It is fantastically cool. Check them out today and offset your carbon footprint over on Ren using the link in the description and pinned comment. 
Plus, the first 100 people who sign up will get an extra 10 trees planted in their name. Again, check them out at the link in the description box below or in the pinned comment. Okay, to begin, we have to go back to 2017. Back then, Sony had a choice. They had a new intellectual property that they were set to release in February of that year. It was something nobody had seen before, featuring a female protagonist and robot dinosaurs that you would hunt while exploring a vast open world. It seemed like a sturdy enough concept, and it had a lot of interest at the time as well after the initial trailers. But there was another game set to release around the same time. Fans of this game had been waiting for close to a decade, and it had an enraptured fan base of millions before it even launched. Of course, I'm talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. This game was utterly amazing, and I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Furthermore, it helped cure my erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't have, I don't have issues. I'm, I'm cool, I'm collected. I'm actually talking about Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild launched on March 3rd of 2017 alongside the Nintendo Switch that it served as a launch title for. It was also released for the Nintendo Wii U, but nobody owned one of those consoles, so we won't talk about it. Now, Horizon Zero Dawn chose to launch on February 28th of 2017 before a title that many expected to win Game of the Year handily. This strategy for release baffled a lot of pundits at the time, so already it seemed to signal that Sony wasn't that proud of, or at the very least confident in, Horizon Zero Dawn, or at least whatever it was going to be. In addition, launching it a week before the most anticipated game of the year just didn't make any sense at all. You effectively give yourself a week to sell copies of the game before everybody moves on to the bigger and more exciting title. But all of this could be explained if they didn't expect Horizon to do very well throw it in late February, let it stand a chance, and if it doesn't perform well, we can excuse it away to all of our shareholders by saying that it was beaten out by one of the most anticipated games in history. But there seemed to be one thing that Sony didn't anticipate, and that was that Horizon was actually, like, really freaking good. On February 28th, when players got their hands on it, they realized that Sony's newest IP was actually one of the surprise blockbusters of the year. It was huge, polished, beautiful, fun, and almost entirely unexpected. And it was also really confusing, because it seemed as though Sony had just tossed one of the best games in its repertoire for the entire generation in front of a freight train called Breath of the Wild. Now, thankfully, because Breath of the Wild was relegated to the Switch and a little-known console called the Wii U, players who weren't able to pick up a Nintendo Switch on day one or within the first couple of weeks, but did have the most popular console of the generation, they could still find something to play during that time. And I was one of these people. The Nintendo Switch was sold out everywhere when it launched, and because I was working as a janitor at the time, I couldn't exactly afford scalper prices. So I remember calling all of the local stores to see if they had one of these in stock. Eventually, when I was in the middle of my shift mopping floors in a big event venue slash church, it was complicated, I decided to give a local Target a shot. So I pulled out my phone, gave them a call to see if they had gotten any Nintendo Switches in, and they had. They said that they had just gotten three units in. One had been sold, the second one was currently in the checkout line, but the third was just sitting on the shelf. 
They said they couldn't hold it for me because they had multiple people who had called ahead and said that they were actually coming to get it at that very moment. So ever hopeful and optimistic, I jumped in my car and spent my lunch break trying to get this Nintendo Switch before everybody else. I still remember parking my car, and as I lightly jogged through the parking lot, I noticed another young man doing the same about 30 feet behind me. Fearing the brawl about to ensue, I entered the store and made a beeline for the electronics section where I could see the Switch from across the store in its bright red box front and center. I got up to the counter, claimed it, and as the associate was handing me the box so I could check out, the other young man behind me arrived at the counter, devastated that he had missed his opportunity. I could see in his eyes that this meant a lot to him. He really, really wanted this Switch, and it probably was going to give him a lot more emotional satisfaction than I was going to get. So I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and did the right thing, and I let him take the Switch. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. I took that bitch. Sucks to suck. He should have been faster. But all of that happened in early May. It had taken me about two months to get a hold of one of these Switches to try the game that most people said was the greatest game ever made. And in that meantime, I had been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, just like many other players in my same situation. So even though the launch window initially seemed strange, perhaps it was actually brilliant in its own way. It offered players something to enjoy while they waited to get their hands on what reviewers were calling one of the greatest games that had ever been crafted by human hands. But Fast forward five years to 2022. It's time for Sony to release the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Sony had poured tens of millions of dollars into the development of this follow-up title. They wanted to make sure that it could stand on its own, get a fair shake, and show the world that it too was one of the best games ever made. The world was vast, the graphics impressive, and the technology refined with a captivating narrative. The stage really was set for them to let Horizon Forbidden West excel. But they did like the same thing. And okay, quick sidebar rant. I seriously just don't get this at all. It doesn't make any damn sense to me. Sure, granted, I'm not a marketing guy, okay? Like, I worked in commercial real estate as a broker. I have a degree in corporate finance. I know how the business side of a lot of this stuff works. I don't get what the point of this is. Like maybe the PlayStation marketing team had some sort of grand plan with all of this, but they chose to release Horizon Forbidden West once again, exactly one week before the release of one of the biggest and most anticipated games in history up to that point. Now, granted, there are some mitigating circumstances that we're going to get into in a minute that possibly explain why they just went along with this release date, hoping that it would work out. But it doesn't change the fact that anybody who has two brain cells to rub together and understands anything about the gaming industry could have told you that this wasn't going to end well. Elden Ring is a behemoth monster that's going to destroy anything in its path. That was clear for everybody to see. No matter how much I investigate it or think about it, that they would intentionally release one of their biggest titles of the generation to this point, a week before the most highly anticipated game of the year and possibly generation to this point, doesn't make any damn sense to me. Especially because they had already delayed Horizon a few times internally and at least once 
publicly. They originally wanted to release Horizon in late 2021, and they delayed it without giving a specific date a few times during that period until eventually they announced that they were going to push it to 2022, releasing in February. Now, to be fair, Elden Ring was also delayed, and it had its release date changed as well. This means that Sony had already locked in the release date of Forbidden West and that Elden Ring delayed itself to a date right next to Forbidden West. This certainly isn't PlayStation or Guerrilla Games' fault that From Software and Bandai Namco decided to pick February 25th as the release date, but it is their fault that they didn't push the game's release back by three to four weeks at that point. Furthermore, delaying the game by just a single month would not only give them time to space out from Elden Ring a little bit, giving their sales a chance to actually breathe, but it would also have given them time to refine a lot of the technical issues that did release with Horizon Forbidden West. I know it wasn't really talked about, at launch at least, but there were a lot of bugs and issues with Forbidden West when it released. I think not many people talked about it because not many people talked about the game period. But don't worry, I'm going to get into all of that in my big critique of the game, which is coming out soon. We're editing it right now, like as we speak, my editor's working on it. So subscribe for that. Now, of course, we should also note that it isn't easy or cheap to delay a game. There's cost involved with all of this. Often delaying a game means that you're going to have to reprint countless marketing materials, reproduce commercials that have release dates embedded, and supply chain issues will come up with regards to the physical copies of the game that could be a complicating factor in and of themselves. But to all of that, I would simply say that incurring a cost of maybe five to ten million dollars to delay a game by a month or the potential lost sales during that time is far better than the lost sales of being trampled by a behemoth like Elden Ring. But I know we're throwing around these terms of being trampled and overlooked and completely overshadowed by Elden Ring. Is that actually true? Did Elden Ring actually clobber Horizon Forbidden West to the point where they didn't actually get to stand up fully show what they could do and the game was overlooked. In other words, did the game actually do poorly? And is this even an issue that we're talking about? Are we just spinning our wheels or is this, is this a real thing? Well, let's look at some numbers. So the first thing I want to look at are Google Trends. This is something YouTubers use all of the time to gauge what games we should be talking about, what you guys are interested in. It's a fantastic tool. What we can see here when we plot Elden Ring versus Horizon Forbidden West is that pretty clearly, Elden Ring, from the moment reviews started coming out, dominated public discourse. This little chart here tracks all of the online interest that feeds through all of Google and all of their systems and plots all of that data here as a clearly visualized chart. And as you can see, even on launch day, Horizon was doing okay in terms of generalized interest, but Elden Ring was still generating a good amount of hype. But the moment that reviews dropped and people started seeing what Elden Ring brought to the table and then certainly launch day, interest exploded and has been far ahead of Horizon Forbidden West ever since. It's just not even close. Like, this chart I thought was bugged when I first opened it up, but no, this is just honestly the difference in excitement and interest over Elden Ring versus Horizon. It's not even close. Again, Elden Ring is cross-platform, so you've got people playing on PC, on Xbox, on PlayStation. It, it's a huge, huge game with tons of accessibility. 
And of course the reviews certainly helped, but that doesn't change what we're addressing here or discussing here. Sony has had phenomenally successful games that release and are exclusive. It doesn't matter if this particular Sony IP was exclusive to PlayStation. You don't get to excuse its poor performance or the lack of interest in it in that way because that was never an issue for games like God of War 2018. So in this article posted March 3rd of 2022, we actually get some sales data that's sent over from the UK. Now, how this works is that the UK has digital charts which report some game sales. This is UK specific, but when you're comparing previous performance of other titles that are Western focused, at least to a certain degree, you can usually get a pretty good idea of how these games are performing in comparison to each other. Title of the article, Elden Ring is the biggest non-FIFA or Call of Duty launch since Red Dead Redemption 2. Bigger than Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was a huge launch, and bigger than Cyberpunk 2077, which, while totally broken at launch, did sell fantastically well. Elden Ring's sales are roughly two and a half times that of last week's big release, Horizon Forbidden West, meaning it outperformed by more than double what Horizon did. But that's just the starting point. What happened to Horizon when Elden Ring started selling well? Well, Horizon sales were down 80% as a result. The moment Elden Ring entered the charts, it pushed Forbidden West down significantly, and it's only been falling since. And can we just pause for a moment and realize that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is still in the top 10 on these charts in early 2022? That's insane. Like, I did a whole like three hour teardown of why I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a total travesty if you haven't seen it check it out on the channel it's one of our most popular videos but it still is selling fantastically well it's kind of depressing to me because it means ubisoft is probably looking at, at that and being like okay we should just do more of that but i guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it so pretty conclusively elden ring the moment it entered the fray started outperforming every other element of the competition started pushing their performance down and the kind of cherry on top of all of this is that Sony has previously announced very publicly and proudly when their titles do very well. When they sell millions of units within the first couple of weeks, they announce it publicly very proudly. They did it with Ghost of Tsushima, they did it with God of War. It's something they do when they're proud of how the game performed. Guess what game they haven't told us sales numbers for? Yeah, Horizon. They've been totally mum on the topic. Going head to head with Elden Ring was just simply a mistake. But it isn't to say that Elden Ring is a way better game or that Forbidden West is even a bad game. It's not to say that at all. Forbidden West is a great video game that unfortunately was overshadowed by another. And this meant that many players who would have enjoyed Forbidden West will never get the chance because they've moved on, forgotten, and or the ship of mainstream discussion and interest has sailed. Even so, I'm sure that over the next few years, it will continue to sell millions upon millions of copies, especially headed into this summer when there aren't really a lot of AAA releases scheduled. No doubt people will look at their back catalog and go, oh, I should get around to playing that at last. And I'm sure most of them will enjoy it when they do. 
but it doesn't change the fact that Horizon missed its chance to dominate gaming headlines and the public's interest once again. In 2017, I think Sony probably underestimated the quality of Horizon as a franchise, and so they were surprised at just how well it did, even when released next to one of the most highly anticipated and highly rated games of all time. But this time around with its sequel, I think they overestimated the public's interest in it and the quality of the game as a sequel itself. It seems as though they really believed that they could go head-to-head -head with Elden Ring and they didn't need to push the date back at all. They thought they could trade blows, in other words. But as these stats make very, very clear, they just simply couldn't. But that's it for me. Thank you for watching. I will see you in the next video. Make sure to subscribe, hit the like button if you enjoyed the video. That actually really does help, like, a lot. And as I mentioned before, we're working on a big critique of not just Elden Ring, but also Forbidden West, Dying Light, and Kingdom Come Deliverance. All of those will be out in the next month and a half to two months. So subscribe for all of those. Thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting me. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.